But we're here talking about our most anticipated games of 2021, our most anticipated VR games of 2021. And to take us through this huge, huge task, I have two wonderful gentlemen with me. To my left, if I sit here, I have the one, the only, David Jagno. Yo, yo, what up? David Jagno, senior editor, uploadvr.com. I'm, drop, I'm dropping the knowledge. <laughs> well, I would hope so. I would hope so. We had you here for a reason. And that hearty yeah, chuckle comes yeah. from none other than Harry Baker. Hello, it's me, Harry, uh, news writer at Upload VR. How is everyone? I'm doing quite fine. I'm doing quite fine. You join us at the winter wrap-up, the, the midway point of our winter wrap-up week-long event. We've had some really, really cool reveals so far. We've been revealing new stuff all week. We've been having some really cool conversations. Uh, Monday, we showed off the Wizards Dark Times, uh, showed off new quest footage of that. Yesterday, we saw new updates for Blaston and Demio. Uh, today, we got a really, really cool segment showing off uh, a game we're going to talk about in a bit, so I won't spoil it now. Um, and then tomorrow, we have Unplugged and Traffic Jams coming up, new dev diaries on them, and then come back Friday for exclusive gameplay of Sam and Max. This time, it's virtual. How exciting. Oh, there goes my hand. How exciting. <laughs> <laughs> guys it is exciting we're here to talk about exciting, our most anticipated games of the new year 2021's coming up i'm excited about it again so fast so think, so quickly <laughs> i think virtually every person on the planet's excited for 2020 to be over yeah, <laughs> yeah. games or no games yeah, you could you yeah. could just not do yeah, anything next year, and it'd be like, yeah, get get me it. I want to be there right now. <laughs> <laughs> so what I we're gonna do is monotony. I picked. Yeah, don't we all? Well, what what we're gonna do is I have picked. Uh, well, we have all picked two games each uh, that we are gonna talk about that are our most anticipated VR games of the new year, um, and then we've got some extra bonus stuff to uh, to talk about as well. But we're gonna go around one at a time. Uh, say one game, then we'll move on until we've done uh, all six games that we've picked. David, I want to start with you. What is your first pick for your most anticipated VR games of 2021? First pick. My most anticipated VR game of 2021 I think is probably Lo-Fi. <clears throat> and uh, that answer could be partially influenced by me playing Cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> over the past week. Mm -hmm. um, but also I, I've been looking forward to this game for a while, ever since, ever since I first played Technolus back, um, what was it, four, four to five years ago? I can't even remember now. Uh, that Launch was, game, uh, right? yeah, the, the first game from uh, Iris VR, uh, Blair Renaud Studio, and he is uh, working with his small team um, on a follow-up. It's called Lo-Fi. It is a cyberpunk. Uh, style game that's uh, exclusively made for VR. You can see it in the in the footage here if you're watching along on YouTube. Um, it was funded over on Kickstarter. Well, this is just a trade. This is just a trade of a Blade Runner, David. Oh dang it, hey, Heidi! Uh, yes, again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's Sorry, it's heavily continue. inspired by Blade Runner, by you know cyberpunk fiction, by um, all that that entire subgenre. I mean it's very. It, I mean the fact that you can look at a trailer. For this game and think that it's Blade Runner, I think is a great compliment. You know, I think that's exactly yeah, what they're going yeah, for. Yeah, that's true. And uh, what what they've talked about is having it be a very open ended style game. You play as a like an officer within the whatever. I don't know if it's a police department or, or what exactly it's called, but you're like a detective. You can go on like little there's my, like optional things you can do, side missions. You can explore the city, and there's lots of little storylines and quest lines that exist there. Um, the way they're described, it sounds really ambitious, very open-ended, and I'm excited to see what it's like because Technolust was an extremely linear narrative. It um, <clears> kind of <throat> dealt with the metaverse and you know technology and stuff in a similar fashion. But uh, this this is looking awesome. Like I'm really excited for it. I played a little like demo of it a while back where I got to fly the cruiser around the city. And, That's what um, I want to do. Yeah, I mean, you like, can sign up for the uh, for the alpha on itch.io yeah. right now, and I think you, you can, can actually play it jump now. in. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm, and I'm how extremely much of the excited. Alpha is a playable thing. Is it like everything they've made so far, or is it just like one tiny section? Because I haven't played it. 
That's a great question. I'm not sure what exactly is available in the alpha, uh, but we should find uh, out. <laughs> yeah, because he <laughs> updates it a lot. He updates it all the time. Yeah. Um, one one mm. interesting tidbit is, as you might see in the bottom left corner of the in the trailer here, uh, they preemptively announced this for PS5 uh, back even during the Kickstarter. And in a recent Q&A interview we did with him um, that's on the site at <laughs> UploadVR.com, um, he kind of said that he didn't know if that's still the case because it mm. seems like Sony's plans may have changed, but he can't speak to that. Um, so I think as of now, the plan is to bring it to whatever the next PSVR headset is. Uh, mm. That obviously could change, but this is first and foremost, you know, developed and designed to be a high-end PC VR title. So um, the, the, there are some um, talks about a, a Quest spinoff that he's working on. It's uh, this codenamed Agency. Uh, we might have some um, coverage of that coming very soon, but um, yeah, Lo-Fi. This is well, this is my first pick for anticipated game of 2021. I'm very excited for this. Two two things about Lo-Fi, okay, uh, that I'm personally thinking. First of all, I don't think it will come out next year. I I, I totally think it should be in the list, mm-hmm. but I, oh. I, yeah. I, it's nah, it's hard, right? Fair. Because it's it's one of those things where this is developed by a small team um you know making what progress they can when they can and i mean we've been looking forward to it for what like a year and a bit already right something like that it was back in the first e3 vr showcase yeah, I, mean, I remember even yeah before the kickstarter it was already you know he had already been posting about it and it's it's funny that, that you talk about it that way because the other cyberpunk game that came out last week mm, true um you know it arguably launched way too early even though it's been in development for years there's tons of bugs mm. lots of performance issues and it's funny because if you remember back, like one of the earlier trailers for Cyberpunk 2077, um, they had like a teaser that said it will release when it's ready. Yeah. And it was a you know, thing. It was like at the end, it was like, when yeah. it's ready. And you're like, cool, yeah. all right, you're going to do this. Properly. Clearly, like, nope. that wasn't good enough for the investors, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> the investors so, weren't on board with that message. <laughs> ready right. is December 2020. Um, yeah. yeah. Ready for the holiday season. The other yeah. thing about it. <laughs> The yeah. other thing about it is um, because it's made for, by such a small team and there is so much hype around it, I do actually also think we should exercise some level of cyberpunk caution, right? Like, oh, for sure. When it's finally yeah. ready, who knows how much gameplay is going to be involved, how big the area is, uh-huh. what you can actually do in it. it, it everything the developer talks about sounds really, really ambitious. Like, he, he refers to uh, Blair, the developer refers to it as a new kind of vr simulation that's not a game but you're just meant to go in there and and, and start being mm-hmm. another person and doing all these sandboxy things yeah sounds really really cool it's just going to be about you know as soon as we get in there like testing those limits and seeing how far it goes how open-ended it is right? and it's 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 such a, a double-edged sword for i mean any game developer but i feel like especially in vr because people are so starved for high quality content that you know, you, you announce a game and you give a window of when you expect it to come out. And, you know, if you delay it to make it better, obviously, I think that's the best decision in the long term. You know, a mm. better. You know, what's the Miyamoto quote? Like uh, a delayed game is eventually good. A uh, rush game is always bad or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, the problem with that, though, is the more it gets delayed, the further you push it out, the more you market it, the higher the hype goes. Yep. And, you know, it's it's about meeting that you know, finding that middle ground. And I think that's, that's the really tough part. And I mean, the fact that this is an indie project, um, you know, self-funded, you know, Kickstarter, that kind of thing, it's not, you know, partnering with Oculus to bring it to like an Oculus studios game or published by Sony. Um, I, I, I think that the majority of people that have been following it have that sort of understanding and they're kind of approaching it with the necessary trepidation and, the fact that you can play the alpha now should help set expectations. I'm, yeah, I'm guessing, sure. um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm excited just because the promise is there. Um, they're a proven team. You know, I've seen what they can do, and I've seen um, what they could do at the beginning, at the very beginning, early ages of VR. So now, imagining what they could be capable of after you know years of more development time, and um, so I'm I, I'm looking forward to seeing how it turns out. I think um, it's a really good sign that even in the trailer and stuff, it looks really visually appealing. Like, mm. even if we get yeah, in, yeah. I'm still excited to get in and, and walk around and fly the ship around. 
even if, you know, no matter what happens with Quest or how the rest of the game pans out, I think it's a really good early sign that it looks so good. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, before we move on to Harry's first choice, let's just say hi to everyone in the chat watching along live with us. Hey, G-Dog Cheeseburger, good to see you. Hey, Mike Ward, always good to see you. Gustavo, good to have you here. Jonas, good to have you here. Uh, I saw someone just above. JD Claiborne. It? Hello, hello. Me too. Yo, JD Claiborne. TJ Studio. Uh, TJ Studio, good to see you. Project 4 is actually a good one that we haven't actually, um, I haven't written down to talk about, but that is the new uh, quest game from uh, Stress Level Zero, the developers of Boneworks. We have no idea when that's going to be revealed. Yeah, we know true. it's Boneworks. Wasn't, like, wasn't that, this, that was meant to be this year, though, wasn't it? They alluded to that it wouldn't be revealed until this year, but I would imagine, you know, both right. updates yeah. and, and obviously pandemic stuff. Oh, I never expected it this year. Yeah. 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 For yeah. sure. Yeah. But that's a, that's a good one. Mm. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they can do with the, the physical stuff on Quest. Obviously, the port of Saints and Sinners was really, really good. So if they can you yeah. know, try and replicate some of that, I think, um, I think that'll be a really, really interesting one. Harry, hit me with your first pick. Well... It's it's got to be Hitman Three. Bush. However, it's 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 <laughs> um, it's got to be Hitman Three. But uh, I don't know. It comes with such a big asterisk for me because I'm so excited for Hitman Three. Mm. Yeah, it's just like equal parts excitement and like I really don't want to play this on PSVR on a PS4. But um, <laughs> yeah. so in other words, I'm not looking forward to it whatsoever. <laughs> um, it's like I I just I think. I really love that, um, you know, we're getting PSVR support and that also it's kind of retroactive so that if you own all the last levels, which I do, um, it will be kind of, you can import them all into Hitman 3 as you've been able to do with Hitman 2 and Hitman 1 um, and then play all of them through in VR, which I think is awesome. However, um, I have, well, I guess in some ways I have technical issues about how, you know, Hitman is a huge game. There's lots of AI and stuff. Combine that with VR on like a base PlayStation 4, mm. uh, you know, I do have concerns about that. But the other big concern is that there's no move controller support. It's all DualShock, which I actually yeah. keep forgetting about because you see stuff like this and, and you kind of see the hands and you're like, cool. Um, so barring the fact that it, PlayStation VR in itself is such an old platform now, it's still only using a move controller. And it just, uh, to me, that's just kind of like, I don't know how that's... <laughs> But doesn't Hitman not even have move support? No, it's just tracked with no, the DualShock. No, it's just, just the DualShock. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you just use one which, of his hands. Which is like, what? I have, I mean, I, yeah, I would, it's very strange. I would already be kind of like, uh, it's the move controllers, but it's, it's not even that. Yeah. It's just the gamepad. No, so it's like it's oh, it's and, and uh, the trailer kind of impl- the way that the arms move. It kind of makes you think that it's going to be move controllers. Right, and it's not. Yeah. They've only announced that it's got DualShock support. Um, and it's kind of combined with this whole situation we found ourselves in where uh, it's not coming out for PSVR on PS5. You can play it on PSVR and PS5, right. but you have to use the PS4 version. I mean, um, after, after seeing what, weird... what uh, Blood and Truth did in terms of kind of updating it and, you know, making it a little more polished, I'm, I'm hoping that mm. IO will, will do the same. You know, it's, it's seeing yeah, how it's sure. coming out I, several months after the PS5 yeah. launch, like, Surely they're going to I hope you know, so. make it look and run better on PS5, I hope. But I think the thing with, I think the thing with that is, though, is there's only so much you can do within those kind of um, yeah. you know, tweaking the PS4 games. Yeah. You can kind of you know, up the resolution or uh, up the frame rate and stuff. But as, as we've been told, they don't give you access, if it's a PS4 game, to the full like, you know, CPU kind of limits of the PS5. And with a yeah. game like Hitman, where it's like a giant simulation and there's loads of AI... Um, I have almost like uh, I, mean, I know the other Hitman games have run fine. I play both of them on my PS4, but I think combining that with VR, I worry that like you might get in and it just look kind of looks a lot more bare. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of weird concerns I have about this, but I'm looking forward to it in like you know theory, I guess. I I have I have a prediction that once the game comes out on PSVR, we'll see one of those Jurassic Park harmonica themes with with that first. <laughs> trailer where it'll be a welcome to jurassic yeah, park and really then it'll go to the real dubai level and there'll be way yeah. less people and it'll look way more jaggy i mean the thing is like yeah. it, it sounds like we're being really really harsh about it but i harry's right at the end of the day that this is just 
the hardware we're talking about getting in the way of what seems to be like a very otherwise expertly developed uh, experience, right? They're talking about how, like, uh, if you watch some of the developer diaries and stuff they've done, they they talk about how, like, oh, they've gone back and they've changed the whole world so that you can do things like tap an enemy on the shoulder so he looks that way and then lay him out on the other way or, you know, like, pick up any weapon and just throw it across the room or anything like that. All of that, uh-huh. once you get that on PC with a pair of uh, hand controllers, sounds like it would be really fantastic. Or if you get it on PSVR 2, hopefully, if that ever happens. It's just right now, this current incarnation, I think Harry's absolutely 100% right to be very, very wary of. I, I also have some slight concerns in that I think it's great that it's like uh, an optional VR mode and you can import all the old maps from Hitman 1 and 2 in. But I do wonder how all of that, if it's not being designed for VR, how those Hitman maps work in mm. VR, or if they work in VR. Um, I think the, the, the people's assumption is like, oh, well, we love these maps, playing these maps. There's some really great maps in, in the whole series now. And I just think maybe when you get in in VR, because nothing will have changed, like all of a sudden it might seem like a really huge map that takes forever to get anywhere. Yeah, um, true. And it will feel different, I think, in VR because it's going to be so these, there's huge spaces. And, you know, walking in VR is, I think, when you're walking in Hitman and you're in that third person view, you've got, you've got a lot of space to observe and kind of listen into things. I think when you're in first person, you're kind of walking, you, you have to be doing a lot more kind of looking around and like, I just feel like it'll feel different. And I, I worry that a combination of like restrictions of the PS4, like some of those maps have so many AI in them that I just, I can't help but feel like it, will be a bit like a cyberpunk situation where it's just kind of like AI clearly missing. But yeah, I don't know. I worry at that. And I just worry that maybe um, because they're not de- designed for VR, the maps might not be like as compelling in VR yeah. as they are out of VR. That's my for other sure. concern. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think it's, it's, it it's a real shame. About. It's, it's, yeah. yeah, definitely. But it's a real shame because it's such a big like franchise and it's such a big deal. And I do suspect... I suspect slash hope that it'll also come to PC VR maybe mm. later down the line or PSVR 2 or whatever. But it's just such a shame that this like big deal of like not just Hitman, but these Hitman games that have been really successful and, and kind of loved by the fans uh, are coming to VR, but it's like with this big kind of disclaimer of like, oh, but it's not the way we kind of would prefer to play it or the best yeah. way to play it even. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it work, uh, it works out. It's only, I mean, it's coming out like almost a month to the day, so we won't have to wait long to find out yeah. how Hitman Free works out. True, I'm true. Going to go for my first pick, which is going to be Rafe: The Oblivion Afterlife, which is the new game from Fast Travel Games. We uh, had a section on it on the winter wrap up today. We showed the first Quest Two development footage of the game, which I thought was looking really, really, really good. Actually, uh, what we're showing on the screen right now is a really, really cool mixed reality trailer. Basically, it's a horror game. Uh, you play as a wraith in the World of Darkness universe. Uh, you are a character that dies at the start of the game, then turns into a wraith, uh, and you, you kind of stalk the halls of this haunted mansion. Um, I guess trying to clear up unfinished business or whatever wraiths do, uh, with some with some enemies around as well that kind of, that they're like ghosts as well, but they're like a lot more vicious and, and scary than you. What really excites me about this game is is kind of the messaging uh, that Fast Travel has gone with so far is that this isn't just going to be your average VR horror game where it's going to go quite, quite, quite bang or, you know, monsters are going to run around the corner and make you jump and make me want to rip off the headset. But they're going for, you know, a genuine sense of atmosphere and dread and kind of like like tapping into some of the things in classic survival horror games, perhaps that have really, really worked like, you know, how in silent Hill or, or, or early resident evil games, you have like limited ammo and you might have to hide from the enemies. Like we're seeing here. I I'm, I'm hopeful that they can come up with some really unique stuff that really speaks to horror in VR more than we've seen almost any other genre right now. I mean, we, me and David both love Resident Evil 7, but it's, it's still like a, you know, a flat screen game in VR. There's, there's not much there that is unique to VR, and I'm really hoping uh, this is the one that you know, find, makes some new territory, I guess is, is what I'd say. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. I mean, I, think- I, I haven't really looked into the game a whole lot, so everything you just said was new information for me. Mm. Um, so I'm I'm really curious about it. I don't really know much of anything about the world of darkness other than uh, vampire masquerade and the uh, yep. werewolf stuff and 
Um, so, I mean, this whole concept of a wraith is brand new to me. I, I, I'm going to be going in totally blind. Yeah, well, it's the first uh, World of Darkness game set focused on the wraiths. Like, the whole thing about the board ah. game is, it, you know, there are vampires and uh, werewolves, and then wraith is like a third pillar of the whole board game or tabletop game. So ah. it's the first time anyone's done anything like that. Uh, with the series also obviously the first time it's in vr and uh, as you saw in the trailer like there's a couple of things happening like you do have powers so you can uh, pick up objects from afar and manipulate them move through like special gaps in the wall but then when it comes to the enemies it's going to be that kind of thing where you are largely powerless there might be some ways to fight back against them at times but a lot of the time you're going to be wanting to uh, hide from them which i i think is such a cool idea i think we haven't uh, we all talk about when we talk about vr horror we all talk about how cool it would be to like lean around corners physically or duck under like desks and stuff right but we don't ever actually end up making much use of that and i think that's a real shame like so many games are still very smooth locomotion focused and, and rather than leaning you probably still just move the stick right yeah like how many vr games can mm -hmm. you play you know entirely by either standing still or sitting still and um you know yeah. barely moving your body because yeah um yeah and you will have to move in this, but I, I just hope, you know, the pacing is kind of right that you, you kind of really root yourself in each environment. So, yeah, it's, it's coming out early next year um, on pretty much all headsets. Like I said, we've got uh, Quest 2 development footage on the site today. Uh, David, you should definitely go watch that because it, it gives you a really good look. And visually, I actually think the Quest 2 version is turning out quite nicely so far. Which that's is exciting. Cool. Yeah, you know I like VR horror, so that, that sounds like a really interesting uh, twist on the genre. I mean, more than likely, you'll be the one reviewing it. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be peering from afar. Um, David, speaking of you, the person that you are, David, what's your next pick, David? You make it sound like the game's going to be called David, but it's not. <laughs> it's a David versus Goliath. VR. Wow, what a pick. No, that's already out. That's already out, yeah. Oh, is it out now? Okay, I've got to check I think that so. Out. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I think it's called DVG or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, great. so my my next pick is equally on brand. It's not a it's not a horror game, um, but if you know very much about me, you know I love MMOs. Mm. Um, so my next pick is Elysia, spelled I L Y S I A. Um, yep. It is another Kickstarter game uh, because that's apparently all that I pay attention to. And um, <laughs> oh yeah, and also full disclosure. I should admit, I backed Lo-Fi and Elysia on Kickstarter, personally. <gasps> oh, so so just I'll, I'll to... obviously include that in my coverage. But um, yeah, so I mean, I'm, I, I am so like looking forward to both of those games that I put my own money down. So I'm, I'm excited. And so this is Elysia. Um, I believe this is the wrong trailer. Is this Archgate? This isn't Elysia. Or is this a new trailer really? for Elysia? <laughs> oh, okay, never mind. Wow, okay, I guess this is a trailer I haven't seen yet. I'm going to have to, okay, I'm excited. I'm going to have to go watch this. Um, so Elysia <laughs> is, the. I think it's the first game this team has worked on. Uh, we have a lot of coverage on the site. I've uh, done interviews and like different stuff like that. It's, um, well, what they're essentially trying to do is take Orbis VR, which is like the first VR MMO, um, take what that game did well and build on it. And they mm. want this to look and feel like a legitimate MMO. Like if, you know, you look at Orbis VR and you think, oh yeah, for a VR MMO, it's, it's all right. But at this one, they want this to really be, you know, kind of the first like full fledged MMO in VR. So like, as you can see, like your characters, um, I don't know what all that is. But I've never seen that before. Um, like your, your characters actually have like full IK, full avatars, um, all of your gear, your weapons, all that stuff you can actually see on your character when you equip it. Um, it's it's not just floating hands like Orbis. They've got really, really giant, large environments. Uh, you can climb and scale things, kind of like Breath of the Wild style. Um, there's lots of giant enemies that you, that you fight. It's, you know, like there's airships, there's, you know, tons of creatures. And it's, I mean, this is like the kind of MMO that I've wanted in VR for you know, I can't even tell you how long. This is, this is a different game to the one we were just watching. I think the first one was just... and I, I'd, I'd seen the trailer for the other one. I, I understand why Heaney got confused, because they're a bit similar looking. Okay, yeah, is, so I was correct. Yeah. This is Alicia, yeah. That other one, uh, I think I think it's called Archgate. I could be wrong. Yeah, uh, But it's another MMO. 
Um, but yeah, no, I. That this is going to be really interesting. Like the quest for the VR MMO doesn't even like really feel like it's started yet. Like like you said, there's Orbis on Quest, but uh-huh. this doesn't feel like an MMO to me. Still, really, I, I guess there was Nostos uh, last year as well, but that just came out and. Yeah, was that wasn't even an instantly. MMO. The, yeah. They lied in their marketing, basically. It was it was essentially a single-player survival game with optional co-op. It, it was not an MMO. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Um, yeah, this one, I mean, <laughs> like, growing up, you know, like, one of the first PC games I ever played was EverQuest, and that just blew my mind as, you know, like a 9-, 10-year-old kid. I would go visit my brother over the summer every year, and whenever he was at work, I would play EverQuest like all day. It was it was the mm. babysitter. And then he would come home from work and he would play all the way until like two or three in the morning. I would sit in a chair right next to him and just watch because mm. I was so enthralled with it. And this to me kind of has echoes of that feeling that it's sort of a like almost like a new frontier for MMOs because I think so many of them now are so formulaic, but this one I feel like it has the chance to break new ground and really do some really cool stuff. Even though it's an indie team, it's an indie studio, I think they have a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to see how it turns out. Yeah, I mean, um, this is the first time I've seen this trailer, and I, I actually kind of agree. I think like it's really cool that they're actually showing you what is what seems to definitely be gameplay footage, right? There doesn't seem to be much smoke right, and mirrors going right. on here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like it, it looks like it's got MMO combat and everything like that, so you know, not necessarily the most technically deep or skillful combat but at the same time like the the ability to meet up with friends that you would actually believe are standing right next to you and do stuff like this is going to be so 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 powerful and this genuinely looks like another really good step towards that in in my opinion yeah and i mean i'm whenever i play rpgs and mmos and stuff i am a a very vain person i i like collecting loot i like collecting (laughs) gear I like being able to reflect what I found on my character. And mm. I feel like there are so many games these days, even outside of VR, that don't do a good job of that, where you find, like, like the Avengers game that came out. Or yeah. uh, there's so many games where, like, uh, you grind for stats <laughs> and you collect loot that doesn't change yeah. the way you look. And so, I mean, like, that's... That, to me, that's so huge. Whenever they showed that and they... Uh, in one of our articles, <laughs> we have the actual character sheet that you have in the game. That has they have something like six or eight different gear slots. So I mean, it's like there's a lot of stuff in this. And I mean, like look at that shield and the sword. Oh, it's just so, it yeah, that's so really nice. cool. Having having just heard you say all that about loot, I'm now like putting into context all the cyberpunk messages you've sent me over the last week. Of like, have you been here yet? Have you found the like <laughs> the gun in this spot <laughs> and the and the gun over here? And if you go right here on this street, and then there's like some police officers. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense now. You you love the love the loot. I I need I need loot pinatas in every game I play. Whenever I kill something, <laughs> I see the purple just and the satisfaction of loot. Yeah, coins yep. must coins must be, trickle out on the floor. Like, you're the guy that like really loves the card backs in Hearthstone that like <laughs> collects them and customize everything. <laughs> I don't skip any of the animations. I have to watch it every time. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope they never come up with like a metaverse where David can like store all this stuff because he'll need like a giant, giant house at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, he's got the world's biggest garage full of. Oh man, uh, I sp- there it is. There's a, there, perfect, Heaney. Thank you. Oh, Look at all, all those it. gear slots. Are Look you that. sure that isn't a screenshot from? Game? <laughs> Look at all those gears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, I'm excited for this. So what? Um, do we have like? That looks cool. Any like release window? Like, what did they say in their Kickstarter? Is it like maybe end of next year? Um, or again, I want to say, yeah, I want to say it was, I think, quarter three or quarter four of next year. It's in okay. alpha and everything now. If you um, sign up on their Discord, they do like little brief tests here and there. I, I haven't tried it yet. I kind of want to wait until it's a little more polished before I jump in. Mm, mm, um, okay. Yeah, it it's, it's looking nice. I mean, they I, I think they've said they've already got it. Running on Quest and PSVR, it's supposed to be full crossplay. Well, they had Quest in that trailer, so yeah, yeah, you would yeah. hope so. Yeah, so they, they seem to be approaching it correctly and uh, checking all the boxes. Um, you know, very, you know, um, very mindful of of the market right now and what you know expectations are for something like this. So, 
Uh, they're, they're, they're doing a good job, so I'm looking forward to it. Harry, game number two for you. So my next one, yes, game number two is um, Mask Maker by oh, the same gosh. studio who did A Fisherman's Tale. Um, yes, ooh, Mask Maker. Mm. Um, I'm very excited because I really liked Fisherman's Tale. Actually, that's not wholly true. I got very annoyed at Fisherman's Tale, but then ended up <laughs> liking it after the fact. But no, playing man. it, I was like, but what's that's going a, that's on? That's how those so, kind of games you know, are, right? Yeah, and it's kind of like in the moment I was very frustrated, but the longer the time I spend away from Fisherman's Tale, I was like, that was quite clever. I was just very annoyed. <laughs> what? Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's just, it's just you know, but I think it looks really cool. I think like these sections at the beginning of the trailer um, look quite different to a Fisherman's Tale, but then later mm. on in the trailer, there's the bit kind of inside where they've got the mask and you kind of see a bit of like the workshop. Um, and I think that looks, you know, you can kind of see the fisherman's tail. So, style what's the uh, what's the premise really here? Why is it why is it called Mask Maker? Very, very good question. I think you're a um, is it a oh, is it a puppet maker? I can't. I think Jamie it, might tell me. Aren't, 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 aren't you a mask maker? maker? Isn't that why? Look, you just made a mask. Are you a right mask? Yeah, the like, is it? <laughs> yes. Okay, you make some masks, but I thought it was like for puppets or something. I can't remember. Yes, but basically, I mean, I you're a mask you maker, a and the idea is you put the mask on and off, right? I think you meet a, a, a legendary mask maker, and he's like, "Go and make some masks." That might that might yeah, be. Fu- it. Funnily yeah. enough, you play as a glass blower. So let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it'll be similar to uh, a fisherman's tale in that. You know, there is a story. I mean, I guess there was a quite mm. a significant story to a fisherman's tale, I guess. But I think, you know, you're kind of probably, uh, my suspicion is you'll wake up in the uh, mask making shop and, you know, be trying on masks. And then it's kind of a focus on the puzzles with this vague kind of mask maker kind of. Uh, so, premise. I mean, does it seem like I'm each of the because... masks give you like a different, like a lens to view the world or something? Or is it like powers I or. Would... I would hope so. I don't think we know that much beyond that. I think they gave a brief synopsis, okay. like Jimmy said, of like, I you think, know. Yeah, I think it's something like each mask might even take you to a different world. I think there's like six mm, or eight like, yeah. different worlds. And this time, whereas, you know, the world was quite small in Fisherman's Tale, like each of these will be quite big, fully fleshed out environments. So I think they're going yeah, to something that's it's like, like a bigger game, right? Yeah, yeah. like multi-hour, hopefully, oh, this time around. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really looking excited forward to it. I loved, I loved the Fisherman's Tale. Exactly. I love the Fisherman's Tale loads. I also, I, Inner Space um, themselves do some, did some really fantastic VR movies before the Fisherman's Tale. I think they are definitely a developer that really approaches VR in a very native and organic way and really thinks about like what makes the platform special. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's weird because with the Fisherman's Tale, you know, they had that instant hook of like the puzzle within the puzzle co- co-op within your, uh, with yeah. yourself. You know, and and the amazing feeling of like looking out and seeing a bigger version of yourself, and then looking down and seeing a smaller mm-hmm. version. I don't, I don't know if this has that instant genius, uh, right. hook, but I'm hoping it's like flat, you find it within it once you start playing it, right? Yeah, that's kind of how um, the thing. The, there's this one puzzle game that I always talk about. I don't know if either of you have. I don't think Jamie has. He he refuses to play it out of spite. You know, I don't think Harry has played it. And the game is Transpose, and it has a really cool gimmick oh, like yeah, that. Talk about this. Yeah. Yes. So hear me out, everybody. Transpose is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Right. The concept here is you play through the level, and then it records your actions, and then you rewind. And while your echo of yourself is playing through the level, you can interact with it. And so you have to go through and create echoes of yourself through the, and there's like gravity defying. It's, it's amazing. Anyway, that sounds cool. If it's half as good as transpose, then maybe it'll be a good game. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is for me is like, I've watched the trailer and read all the stuff that's come out, out about it, but I really appreciated how, um, with the fisherman's tale, it was very native to VR in that, like all the puzzles felt like they could only be done in VR and it felt like I was like, oh, you're using this stuff in a way that I yeah. haven't thought about, or I feel like I can only do on a headset. And I, my, I hate, like, even, like, horror games, I think it's very common in, like, kind of not, like, like a lot of the horror games I've played on Quest or on VR in general, it's kind of like puzzles then just become, like, normal puzzles. Because mm. it's kind of like, you know, find the, find the object, find the key to the door, you know, press this code on a thing which hard to press buttons and some weird code on a pinboard somewhere. It's always like yeah. this weird, annoying kind of like but, normal but you're forgetting. Stuff, whereas this is not it's, that. It's puzzles, but then also spooky. 
See, see how that yeah, ex- things, exactly. So you get yeah. away with it because it's yes, that's that. <laughs> I, I know that's the thinking, but it annoys me. But what I my, my point is that because the is fisherman's tale was was so like you know the puzzles were so inventive, and every single one of yeah. them was. They were all like that. I have yeah. full confidence that they're not going to magically make a puzzle game that um, isn't like that. So although we don't know what that kind of hook is yet, with I you know obviously it would involve the mass. I'm sure there is some kind of exciting hook or exciting, you know, multiple exciting mechanics that kind of use VR in a, in a smart way. And I love the whole, I think putting on masks and taking things on and off your face is a really fun thing in VR. Like, um, I think of like virtual virtual reality where you're putting on the mm. headsets yep, um, yep. and taking them off and like the way that plays with the genre or like um, the under presents and the way you can take your mask off and do things with it. Um, I think like interacting with your head as in kind of almost making the fact that you're wearing a headset part of the gameplay is really quite a clever way to kind yeah. of mm-hmm. acknowledge that you've got this thing on your head, you know, and you're doing stuff with it. So I'm excited to see what they do with that. I have full confidence uh, in it that it will be cool. something special. Well, Mask Maker's due out, I think, like, well, it says spring 2021 there, and I think it's coming to pretty much every headset under the sun, right? PC, Quest, and PSVR have all been yeah. confirmed, I think. So that's a cool one. That's definitely uh, something to look forward to for every VR fan, no matter where you like playing, unless it's Google Daydream, in which case you don't play VR anymore. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to my <laughs> next pick. I'm going to cheat, and technically I have two, but they've only ever been spoken about as a pair anyway. Uh, I'm going to talk about Ubisoft's Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed games. That's interesting. Um, which were both announced at Facebook Connect uh, earlier this year. Uh, but we don't know a heck of a lot about them yet. We know uh, that a specific team, I believe in Germany, I think it's the Ubisoft Dusseldorf team, I want to say. Um, I might be wrong about that. Uh, are making both a new Splinter Cell game and a new Assassin's Creed game, both exclusively designed for VR, both exclusive to Oculus platforms, which probably just means Quest. Might mean Rift 2, we don't know yet. Um, and I think Rift 2, you- Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. <laughs> no, no, no. Moving on. Um, I, I think I don't. I, truthfully, I don't really think we'll see these this year. This year, I, you know, if we're lucky, I think we might see like gameplay of one of them maybe by the end of the year. Um, but I, I actually don't really like Assassin's. I love Splinter Cell, but I don't really like Assassin's Creed. But that's always been a control thing for me. I've never liked the way the game plays. And of course, when you're in VR that's all going to be completely rewritten. And I think the series makes such good sense for VR at the end of the day, the yeah. focus, the focus on stealth traversal, which is largely climbing about, you know, that like how cool it would feel to have like a blade around your wrist. They're, they're being very coy. This, this is an official teaser image they've released. And it's, I mean, that's pretty much every protagonist in the series so far right now. Right. So either they're hinting that this is going to be some sort of game that, jumps between different eras in the universe, which would be really, really cool. Or maybe we'll just be one of those people, or maybe they'll come up with something entirely new. Um, We'll have to see. It'll be really interesting, I think, to see if Ubisoft goes all out and delivers something, you know, the scale of probably not Odyssey, but then like maybe one of the earlier Assassin's Creed games, right? Like, will we have an open world? Will it be filled with loads of different side missions? Will there be all these kinds of different collectibles? Like, is this yeah. going to be like a 20 to 30 hour game? I don't know. Do we, well, do we want that? It's, it's very weird to think about like how they're going to translate Assassin's Creed to VR because like, I know it like mechanically it probably worked quite well, but I think almost to me, it's easy to forget how big of a deal Assassin's Creed is. Cause there's one like every mm-hmm. year or every two years or whatever it is. Um, and like, it's been going for so long now and they still sell well and people are so passionate about it. I'm not a huge Assassin's Creed fan, but so many people are. And I just think you're right. Like they're these notoriously big games where you just go, this is everything you can do now in this area. I just wonder how that's, how they'll translate that feeling of an Assassin's It's a very distinct kind of almost genre in itself of like, yeah. this is an Assassin's Creed game and how that's going to translate over. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Well, I mean, it's the Ubisoft game, right? Isn't it? Like you, yeah, you go somewhere, you unlock, you go up the tower, you unlock all the tasks, and we, I guess, we yeah. still haven't really seen that in VR yet, right? Like we haven't seen a Far Cry or anything like that as well. So I don't know. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it would be really cool to, you know, give it its own protagonist and own time zone, so that they could really, really play to it rather than trying to 
cram the existing canon or universe or whatever into a VR game. But either, yeah, well, either what way, I'm gonna I say think... is as much as I hope you guys are correct and they go that route, I'm going to say based on this image, I think that they're not going to do that. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. a greatest hits compilation of vignettes yeah. where you play like little segments of each of those eras, maybe two to three hours long, and that's it. That's that's what I honestly would, think it's going to be. It would be so much work to do what we just described, like a full Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, exactly. like those games. Those games are enough work, like to make a whole new one for a normal console or PC. Uh, let alone like VR. I can just imagine. And of course, if you're going for for a greatest hits, then there's like you know assets you can reuse. It's kind of already. Yeah. There's a lot less prep mm-hmm. work, even just like lore wise or like you know coming up with characters and stuff. You've kind of already got the stuff, the building blocks there to go. Okay, we'll just kind of take these bits. Yeah, I mean, and the, I the suppose... other thing, the other thing you have to be careful about, right, is that you know we're probably maybe, hopefully, maybe this, uh, maybe twenty twenty one, but probably like twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three out from playing one of these two, and it, it'd be very easy to start like letting the hype train leave the station right now and think this is it, Ubisoft's going all in on VR, but we literally just got to the end of the hype train from Medal of Honor and we've kind of seen where that landed us, right? Yeah. So I, I think David's right. I think you, like as much as we would love to see that big, ambitious, you know, AAA game, I do, I do think there's a high chance this boils down to a series of linear missions as well, which... Because uh, also, like, let's, let's keep in mind, you know, how, how does Ubisoft announce a new full-fledged entry in the Assassin's Creed series with a collage true. picture, you know? True, they wouldn't do very that. true. It yeah. would get its own reveal event. It would have a trailer. It would have, you know, what's his face? I mean, they could, but I'm just saying like that based, just a on, they, you know. based on what we've seen in the past mm-hmm. with these kind of games where they tie yeah. in IPs, yeah. I don't think this is going to be a full Assassin's Creed game. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm expecting this to be like a collection of vignettes that's a couple hours long. That's that's what I feel like it's going to be. And, um, you know, like I said, maybe I'm wrong, but um, especially with the way Oculus handled the Medal of Honor reveal, you know, I think if they wanted this to have that same sort of level of expectation, they wouldn't have revealed it with just a, a, a collage image. But who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the the other thing is, it's like the series isn't like a, a stranger to spinoffs, right? There's the Assassin's Creed Chronicles games, which are just right. side scrollers. There's Liberation. There's Bloodlines on the PSP. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we all know they're already pouring the next however many hundred millions into the next big console thing, right? And this isn't yeah. going to be that. You are right about that. So I don't know. I, I maybe I'm I'm hoping. I think best case scenario, there's probably something between what David's saying and what we're saying that is like you know maybe a smaller open world. Maybe you're just in one city, for example. Like that could be really really cool. And then you make that a really detailed, textured place that yeah. you have to kind of weave through. That could be amazing. Um, the, I mean, the, I am really, really excited about and have very high hopes, uh, having just said all of that, about uh, Splinter Cell, because the series has been for away sure. for so, so long, and it makes as much sense as Assassin's Creed makes, Splinter Cell makes loads of sense for VR. And yeah. all the great VR stealth games we've had so far, which, you know, there's, there's been a fair few now, none of them have still 100% nailed the, the phase where you're discovered and like the enemy AI doesn't just completely fall to pieces, right? The only one that really held its own there, I think, was Phantom, and that was because that the enemy AI could never get close to you. They had to be on their little platform, so there was only so much they could do. I I really want a AAA developer to come in and really focus on that and have a very unique situation where when you're discovered, you know, guards react in a realistic way. You don't just see them like run at you with a gun or run around a corner and then just stand around the corner. I want them to like go away and regroup or maybe if they get too close, you can do like close quarters combat to stop them or something like that. That's what I'm really, really, really hoping to see. We will get, I will say we will, when this one's fully revealed, I reckon we'll get Half-Life level, uh, Alex levels of fallout of people saying, why isn't this on consoles as well? But... Yeah. And I think uh, to your point as well, you know, Splinter Cell as a franchise, especially if you go back to the first, you know, three or four entries in the series, 
Um, it's always been a, a series that is like, you know, 99% of the time, you really do need to be stealthy. You know, yeah. it's not like, you know, not like Assassin's Creed or even Metal Gear or a lot of the games that have stealth. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, stuff hits the fan and you're going to just go in guns blazing at some point. Splinter yeah. Cell doesn't really have that as an option, usually. Um, so I think it lends itself well to a slow, methodical pace. And, um, you know, both of these games, I think, could look to a, a little indie game called Unnightly uh, that mm-hmm. I think did a pretty good job of being a, a small-scale, slow-paced stealth game. Um, I, I like Despire. I thought it was good. Um, but I, I think that genre as a whole is, like you said, Jamie, it's it's waiting to have the lid blown off. I think uh, Splinter Cell could totally do that. and. And like you said, it's been away for a while. It's not like Assassin's Creed where everyone is expecting a new one every two years and they, they already have this idea in their head of a massive open world. Splinter Cell could get away with being a linear six to eight hour game and still be amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think that, and, and that would be my prediction that of the two, that is Splinter Cell is the far more critically uh, and more well-liked uh, of is- the two. There's so much area for Assassin's Creed to go wrong is the problem. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like right. you just look at it and you're just like, oh, it could be really good, but I can just see how it would be like a really bad <laughs> experience <laughs> that's just kind of phoned in. Like you can just see the the the, the two parts and you go, oh man. But yeah. But like someone is cross so, but you can just someone see someone isn't someone is in an office right now, like working out how you can just hide in hay in VR and it not be like completely <laughs> disorientating, basically. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. oh, it can't be done really right now. A, yeah. a quick shout out to a Jacob and controller player in the chat. An Uncharted game in VR could be awesome. After Blood and Truth, I'm convinced yeah. that Uncharted VR would be pretty great. Yeah, I mean, like some of the set pieces in Blood and Truth are like the jet Uncharted level at the end of the day. They're yeah. amazing, aren't they? Yeah, I definitely yeah. think that could be a really cool... I mean, just in general, when it comes to PlayStation, I would love to see like a kind of compilation, kind of like what we were talking about with Assassin's Creed. I would love that for them to like take a bunch of their franchises and say, okay, let's not make four games, but let's do an hour of Uncharted here, an hour of Ratchet and Clank here. I think that could be really, really cool. But- even like a PSVR 2 kind of thing that comes, not even, maybe even preloaded, but like yeah. I think that'd be a really cool like, oh, yeah. buy a PSVR yeah, 2 sure. and get like an hour of like Uncharted, an hour of Ratchet and Clank. An hour of give me an hour of Insomniac Spider Man in VR. I'll take that. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, <laughs> but that'd be because the thing is, uh, it's one of those things too. Like I've played. There's that web VR app I covered months ago where you just swing yeah. around like a PS2 CD of Spider Man. I still play that because I just love the feeling. If I could yeah. get an hour of Insomniac web swinging Spider Man, that'd be all I'd play forever. But um, yeah, so that'd be but, really cool yeah. little cool little compilation thing. That's yeah, the one. Can, yeah, you Look can see it on, on the screen the, here. And the official can, uh, movie game is pretty fun as well. I thought, like the yeah, yeah the I tried that one. one. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that. One. One. Oh, you should definitely give that a look. I think it's free, yeah. pretty much everywhere. But that's that's definitely worth checking out um, as well. Was it's that on PC VR? Is it? Yeah, it's on Steam. Yeah. It's on Steam. Yeah, okay. so you, you, okay. you should give, definitely give that a look. Yeah, um, go. So that's that's all of our picks. Uh, I didn't want to finish without mentioning uh, two other games that we should probably talk about because they're pretty big deals next year. Uh, first of all, Vertigo Games finally has After the Fall coming out, which is something I think could be quite cool for VR. It's like kind of a Left 4 Dead type, uh, like narrative-driven uh, co-op game for up to four players. Uh, kind of arcadey looking, very much, very much like building on top of Arizona Sunshine, which was their their first full VR game. Um, yeah, I, I I think me and David have been saying recently, like we feel ready for the next big co-op vertigo game right like it, it we need that like kind of hub where you can just keep coming back to it in vr rather than just you'll be done with it in a couple of hours and i i definitely think after the fall could provide that right yeah it's it's looking like what i wanted seeking dawn to be yeah. it's kind of uh, the vibe one. i get from it and i did a demo of it at e3 um what was it almost two years ago at this point a year and a half ago mm-hmm. um and I, I liked it. I mean, I, I came away with positive impressions. It um, it's it's very you know arcadey, very fast paced. You you know kill zombie like creatures. You there are loot pinatas like I was talking about earlier. Oh yeah. Uh, some of the bosses <laughs> would ex- would ex- would explode into a cascade of weapons on the ground when you killed them. So that was uh, <laughs> That's a exactly very, what he wanted. 
exactly what I wanted. That's Try right. Thoughts from David. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I've already written the review, to be honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> it just says Luke Pinatas over and great. over again. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it looks really, really cool. I want to see... I mean, it's been away for so long, I'm hoping to see some kind of... Uh, some more depth to it, but uh, we don't know what's happening with it. it. We know it's coming to PC VR. We know it's coming to PSVR. I strongly suspect, but I have not heard officially at all, I strongly suspect we'll be seeing this on Quest 2, and that might you know, have something to do with why it's been away for so long. Yeah, it's got it's like Population One, right? They they went into hibernation yeah. for a year and a half, and then they came out and launched day and date on Quest and PC at the same time. So people and would I've actually got, play it. I've got a bonus <laughs> question for you, Jamie. Here's my Is bonus it? question. Which, because I, I think this will happen next year. Which Quest game do you think uh, that we know uh, of will be 2020? Will be um. The one that is the first Quest Two exclusive that is not available in Quest One. Ooh. Is it this game? Because mm. I, I feel like it will happen likely. next year. Yeah, I think, I think that's think likely because if you look at Arizona Sunshine, that game is already like night and day between Quest One and Quest Two. Yep, and it's that game's four years old. So I mean. Yeah. yeah, I just wonder. I I'm sure that's likely questions next year. I just feel like that's coming. I feel like that is. As much as it will upset people, I think I, it will happen inevitably sometime next year. I think it will be the Ubisoft games because the Ubisoft games haven't announced where they're going to be yet, even though it doesn't really mm. make sense in my mind to start sinking millions of dollars into a PC version at this point. So I think, I think that's what it's going to be. And I, I, I don't think that will be this year. I think it will, like I said, I think it will probably be 2022 at the very, very earliest, but I think that's when it will happen. But that is a very good question. We should definitely mm. be... Everyone should be thinking about that in the new year as they hold on to their OG quests. The other game uh, we have to talk about actually is a PC VR game. Uh, Lone Echo 2 maybe might come out next year. Oh, yes. It's been been some time since we last saw it. Uh, I think E3 2019, I want to say, is the last time we saw it, right? Like, and then... You tried it, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I tried it. Um, It's Lone Echo, but more, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> more echo. It is Lone Echo Two. Yeah, more the, echo. Lone Echo Two, the Echo Boogaloo. <laughs> I think <laughs> the thing is, I still think uh, Lone Echo is probably, in my opinion, I think it's probably still far and away easily the best Oculus exclusive. Uh, I don't know about, if you guys. Well, I mean, agree you're with saying that, that to a guy to that called Asgard's it. Wrath the the best VR game yet. Whenever <laughs> I reviewed it, so. Yeah, um, I can't agree with you, but I do think yeah. Echo is amazing for sure. Have to stick to your laurels on that one. I I, I understand. I understand. No, I because it, it's true. I think there's a wider debate to be had here. I think uh, the the thing about Lone Echo was the movement was so brilliantly intuitive, mm-hmm. and interacting with Liv as a character was so incredibly convincing. And I genuinely thought, you know, when when it first came out, I thought, oh yeah, like this is. This is it, where this is where people start really paying attention to what makes sense for VR development. And uh, I think it's probably been a little longer than that still. Like, I mean, Echo VR is obviously absolutely incredible, but most people are still going down different, you know, more traditional gamey routes. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. I, 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 I really hope they come out and deliver a really, really good game. It could have been delayed for so long again because maybe it's coming to Quest. Don't know again. Don't know. I feel like that's got to be mm. it. I mean, Facebook there's a lot of things like that, right? Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of situations like that where we we, we I feel like we keep saying it. It's like, oh, <laughs> we feel that like, was the OG riff. It. Sorry, that's how long this game's been in development. That's the original <laughs> Oculus Rift at the end of the trailer. There. Yeah, yeah. And we're on Quest Two since then. <laughs> I remember sitting I like in there's a room. A lot of things like that um, in yeah, San Francisco. Is, yeah. And uh, Nate Mitchell making a big deal about the fact that it had a 3D trailer for Loneka oh, 2 yeah. that, that we got to watch on our <laughs> on our Oculus Go's that they provided to us at the event. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's things are different right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, one thing that I do want to bring up, one other quick game that I want to claim, even though it's not on your list, I don't think. Uh, Sniper Elite VR. I'm, I'm yes. excited for that oh, one. I should have mentioned that. Great, great um, shout. Very, very excited for that one because uh, whenever I originally played that back on PSVR, you know, what was it, two years ago at E3? 
Um, it, it was using the aim controller. It, and mm. it was announced as a PSVR exclusive, I think, or at least I think it was. Yeah, it was. The that, that's all they talked announced. about at the time. It was yeah. they, they hadn't announced anything else. And I thought it was just going to be kind of like, you know, oh, you're here on a ledge, you know, take out these enemies. You have a sniper. I thought that was basically going to be the whole game. And I was still like, OK, this this seems pretty fun. But then at Facebook Connect, they, they revealed a new trailer. And yeah, I mean, the trailer is incredible. This to me, this is like I'm arguably like kind of expecting. I know more, what you're going to say. Kind, say yeah, I'm expecting. I'm expecting this to be better than Medal of Honor. Yeah, I knew it. I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. It's specifically in terms of the campaign because I don't think hype there's multiplayer. Hype train has left the station, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. There it is. I mean, well, I mean, is it the hype train? I gave Medal of Honor a three out of five. I mean, so <laughs> no, that's what that's what I mean. But we were expecting Medal of Honor to be huge. But yeah. I, 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 t- I totally agree with you. At the end of the day, uh, I look at this campaign trailer, and yeah. when they first showed it to us back at oculus connect or facebook connect i was like what really this like looks like looks a, cool like a game. totally different game this is not what i thought it would be like they're, they're dual wielding pistols you're like infiltrating bases you're like there's stealth there's explosions i mean like it looks like they've really overhauled it and i'm excited because i'm i'm assuming that footage was pc footage so i want to see what it looks like on quest mm-hmm. um i'm excited for that game that one uh one comment uh marquis de sang said i want an age of sigma game funny you should say that because an age of sigma game is actually coming out and that's actually one we should have talked about as well uh a new warhammer uh, age of sigma game from carbon studios the guys that did uh the wizards uh and it's the same kind of thing where you're using a lot of like gesture based uh controls and like summoning spells and stuff like that just in the warhammer realm this time and i think that looks really really cool too Harry, is there anything else you want to... I know there's one other thing you want to talk about. There's one other thing I want to talk about very quickly, which is um, Paper Birds, which is not uh, technically a VR game, I guess. It's more like an animation that you kind of interact with or a short movie, short VR movie. Um, but it's by, by Baobab and 3DAR. They've kind of teamed up. This is the first time they've teamed up together. Part one is available now as of like a week ago on Quest. And if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. Um, the story of the first part kind of, I felt, fell a bit flat. But I get uh, that's what I thought when I watched it, and I think the longer it's been since I watched it, I actually appreciate how uh, beautiful the animation is, and that kind of it's got that um, similar style to Gloomy Eyes. It's the same studio, and I really loved Gloomy Eyes as well. Um, but it's that similar kind of almost like Tim Burtony kind of in VR, you know, almost like Nightmare Before Christmas style in a way. But it's really cool to have that and be able to kind of get up close and look at the little models as they move around. Um, even if the story is, I mean, the story was, was fine, but there's mm. part two coming and they said that's coming out sometime next year. I would hope, uh, in the earlier part of next year, but we'll see, but I'm looking forward to, to going back and watching that, especially with quest two. Now that I've got a, a higher res headset. That's one that like, yeah. I perhaps didn't think I'd be looking forward to, but it's kind of one of those things where I go, Oh, when that comes out, I'll definitely check it out. Like it's, you know, I want to see where that goes. And what I really recommend like. uh, you check out wolves in the walls. Now that that's on quest. Yeah, that's been yep. on my list for like ages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's incredible. Everyone, everyone, go check out Worlds yeah. on the Walls. It's one of the That's best one I'm AI interactions I've ever seen in VR. It is fantastic. Yeah, well, yeah. we're going to have more on um, VR movies. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be talking with the guys at Atlas V. Uh, they're going to be talking about some of their uh, stuff coming up in 2021, including uh, Battle Scar. Uh, some changes for Gloomy Eyes and stuff like that. So that's going to be cool. Um, that's another thing happening on the winter wrap-up. Uh, tomorrow, like I said, we've also got Unplugged and Traffic Jams coming up. And then Friday, we're going to have uh, Summer Max. This time it's virtual. And then the last, last thing, we're going to be revealing our Game of the Year or DR Award <laughs> nominations, which is you know, quite surprising for all of us because we haven't actually come up with them yet, but we will. <laughs> Sometime between now and Friday, we will think about what they are, and we will make very informed and important I think we all, decisions. I think we all have an idea. We all have an idea. We, 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 least we have an idea. Have a, we have an idea. And yeah. I, what, yeah. I would, what I would like to do is do that in the studio again. Maybe we'll be here live to uh, announce them. Maybe we won't. We'll see how it goes in the next couple of days. But at a certain time on Friday, we will be revealing those. So make sure to look out for uh, for that, guys. Is there anything else that I should be saying or mentioning? Thank you so much for both being here. What what's going through the old noggins? Nothing I just wanna, for me at least. You, I want to tell all the viewers that I appreciate you. 
We do. Yeah, yeah we, nice. we really we do appreciate, appreciate you. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Mike Ward, Joe Books, Jonas Hess. Great to see you. Mr. Pixelow, great to see you. Thank you for the comment on the format. We enjoy this format very much. Mr. Pringles, great name. Also, Pavlov VR coming next year. We agree. Maybe. We'll see. Jacob, is, is that coming next year? <laughs> I mean, I thought that was coming know. like September last year, but anyway. Yeah, who knows? Anyway, guys, thanks oh. so much. For... Oh. Nope, that, that's it. Okay. All right, guys. <laughs> thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you uh, tomorrow. We'll see you Friday. Have a great time. Whatever. We'll see you later. Woo!